Where do you go? The address. 66 Harborview Road. Hello, hello, and welcome to part two of Walkins Welcome. Sorry I'm splitting this up. It's getting a little tougher for me to put out one longer show, but I love spouting off my GH opinions, so I don't know. I may have to change the format a little. I'm not 100% sure, but I will keep you updated. Beginning part two here, I'm going to start out with Sasha. She agreed to a conservatorship with Brando being her conservator. Man, I felt so bad. Sasha can make me cry like on a dime. I don't know about the rest of you, but she's been through so much. Like, I just, I just cannot believe it's come to this. Sasha, Gladys, and Brando end up going to Charlie's, and Sonny walks over, Sasha excuses herself, and Brando updates him on the situation. Sonny ends up having a moment with Sasha when she's walking back into the bar's dining room area, and that's when I realized all the breakdowns that Sonny has had. No one's ever thought to put him into a conservatorship. I mean, there have been times where he's transferred his assets into Carly's name or into somebody else's name, but it wasn't an actual conservatorship, to my knowledge. This whole thing is also bringing Gladys and Brando closer. They shared a very heartfelt I love you between each other at the table. So they all end up sitting down, and this is when Brando saw Jocelyn chasing after Dex. I'm assuming Brando, being the protector he is, was worried Jocelyn was with Dex at all because Brando doesn't like the guy. By the time Brando gets to the alleyway, it's pouring rain and he gets attacked. Brando gets hooked. Now, I did notice the hook was in the left hand, but I saw the right arm hanging by the person's side with a glove. As Brando gets hooked, Christina walks onto the scene to start her shift at Charlie's. She screams and the attacker runs off. Her scream was loud enough that Sonny heard it and went to check things out. And as Christina is piecing things together, Sasha and Gladys walk into the scene and Sasha is just, I mean, oh my gosh, just broken. I was sobbing right along with her. As they finally get Brando to GH, TJ and Portia are on his case. He gets rushed into surgery. Sonny takes this time to go to Ava's room where her and Nicholas are talking. There's a brief banter before Sonny says, I know you didn't do it (laughs) because I don't mean to laugh at that, but it was just funny the way Sonny was, I know you didn't (laughs) Um, because Brando got stabbed. So what was interesting about this So Jordan was piecing together that Ava and Brando are both connected by Sonny. Could this be related to mob stuff? Do Brando and Ava have any other connections? I was trying to figure that out. Like, they have more people in common than I thought. I also love a good slasher villain. So, I mean, sans Paul Hornsby, I don't think he should have been a serial killer. There was way more potential between him and Dylan. And now that we could use more quarter mains, I mean, Dylan and Paul drama would have been kind of cool. But anyway, so Sasha is completely distraught. Christina is shaken. Gladys is praying. And then they get the news that the surgery had to stop. Now it's delayed due to blood pressure problems. Nina arrives on scene and offers a lot of comfort to Sasha. Dex is also at GH and offers comfort to Christina. When they begin to talk, I sensed some flirting. I actually prefer this pairing to Dex and Joss. 
Now, if we wanted to have like a small love triangle or square, I guess, because of Cameron, then fine. Just don't make it stereotypical because that's so played out. Cut to Jordan and Dante getting the news about Brando, and from the scene of the crime, they're at the hospital, and Dante is very suspicious of Dex. I mean, with good reason. It's very shady how he just started working for Sonny like he has been. So Dante does not want Dex near Christina, and Christina says, if dad trusts him, that's good enough for me. And then just looks at Dex, let's go get coffee. (laughs) So Dante is worried about Christina. I mean, is Christina in danger? She did see the attacker. She can't identify him. We're pretty sure that Dex is not the uh, attacker here. So I don't think she's in danger that way. But will that attacker come after Christina because she saw any part of him or her? When Sonny and Jordan are talking about this, Sonny also started to think, like, dang, could this be on me? So he asks Dex to protect Jocelyn from afar, even though later that night he meets with Michael on the pier and Michael says stay away from Jocelyn altogether. (laughs) Michael did thank Dex for saving Ava, but also demanded some results with their plan against Sonny. Sorry, Mikey, I just don't think this is going to work out. I've been saying that from the beginning. I don't, I don't even know why we're continuing this anymore. I kind of forgot about it. So Brando finally comes out of surgery and Gladys visits his room first. And then Sasha is in there begging him, like, fight for me, fight for us. And he finally opens his eyes. And I mean, listen... Brando cannot leave yet. I'm not ready. He's literally a golden character on this show right now. (laughs) But something I wanted to point out, this version of Jordan and Dante, a budding friendship. We don't see the PCPD together enough and actually interacting like humans. It's just always about a case. Now, Dante is taking this second attack very personally because it's his cousin Brando. So he's not leaving any stone unturned. He ends up at Cody's asking for an alibi. (laughs) I loved it. BLQ and Leo then enter, and I'm reminded that Dante and Sam share two siblings. Cody is really good with Leo and is teaching him some basic horse training things, and Dante and Brooklyn talk about their love lives. Right now, BLQ has a lot of weight in her relationship with Chase, Earlier, when she was with Ned, he was not supportive of them dating and her being his manager. All the while, Chase is thinking, well, we're dating now, so do we need this vendetta against Link? I'm worried about what BLQ's gonna do. She's known for being selfish, but I don't think she's ever dated a guy like Chase, so she does not want to lose him. The obvious solution here is to bring back Lois and have her manage Chase until he's a cop again. Or until he's definitely not a cop again, wherever that goes. I mean, that makes sense to me. In younger Port Charles news, Jocelyn wants to take an ethics and tech class, Cameron music theory, and Trina is nervous to talk about college at all in front of Rory because he didn't go. I do not need any woman being afraid to talk about her successes in front of a man or in front of anybody, really. Let's not do that, GH. Let's just not. So she ends up telling Rory that Spencer was working against Esme the whole time, and Rory straight up asks her, does this change anything between us? 
I don't think we ever got an answer. Cameron and Joss are at the pool talking about Liz, and I thought Jocelyn could have been a little bit more empathetic. I mean, Carly was sent to Ferncliff after all. I mean, I know she was sent there because Nell did it on purpose, but still, like, for a while, Carly thought that the grief over Morgan was causing some issues. So I just thought she could have related to Cameron more on that. As Cameron goes to get drinks, Trina comes over and Jocelyn shares some gossip about Dex and Trina gets in her face about it. And I'm glad. Jocelyn is acting like she's not doing anything and Trina is our moral compass right now. By the time Cameron gets back, the PCPD show up to question Jocelyn about the alleyway. And that is kind of freaky. Like, could you imagine? Like, oh my gosh, was there an attacker there when I was in the alley? That's insane. Also at the pool were Brad and Britt. Obviously cannot get enough of these two. I thought we brought Brad on contract. I don't know why we haven't been seeing him. We have so much more to flesh out there. Like, I think it's time that we devote part of an episode to a typical working shift for Brad. Like, what does he have to do? Does he have to go about town and run errands? Is he just working at the games? Like, if so, then we need to see a game. We should see a game before Cody gets there and after so that we know how different it is when Cody joins. So that way we have a basis on how Brad has been trained to act. I don't know. I just think that'd be a good idea. Selena ends up walking on on Brad and Britt and Brad walks away to get some drinks. Selena tells Britt that her staying friends with Brad is lucrative. Britt tries to stay firm on not doing any more woo bidding, but let's be real, they're all dragged in now. They're all in too deep now. As soon as you say yes to one thing, it's done. You're done. We got a sneak peek into Selena and Brad using their native language to discuss business. Loved that. What I want to know is what did Britt do in 2016? If anyone has any idea, please let me know. And how are we feeling about Britt and Cody? I'm still a no on that. I can't imagine it will ever be a yes. I I know Britt is going to be on station 19, but she said she was going to continue to do both. If we could get like a minor hospital story with her, whether it's for her, like her own medical story, or if she's more involved in Willow's story, I just think we need a really good hospital storyline right now. I think that would really round out the show. Maybe we'll get that with the genealogy stuff with Jordan and Trina and Curtis. I don't know. I just think it needs to be there. But let's hope that this week brings up more action and more depth to what we have going on. Find me on Twitter at 66 underscore view, Instagram at 66 Harborview Road, and TikTok at 66 underscore Harborview Road. From the Quartermain Foyer, I bid you a great week.